Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey there, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and I'm really glad that you're tuning in to chat with me again. One thing that's really been on my mind is the notion that we are profoundly influenced by what we put into our minds, right? And I love the quote uh, that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with, but for a while, for years probably, that really stressed me out because I felt like I wasn't in control of it, right? I was working in a job where really the people I spent the most time with were people I worked with and I didn't really want to be the average of them. And so I didn't know what to do. And I felt kind of like I just couldn't really apply that to my life in the kind of way that I wanted to. But I was wrong, right? I felt like at that time I had to work with these certain people and that even people in my family weren't as supportive or uplifting as I would like. They certainly wouldn't be the people I would choose if I was becoming the average of these five people. But then I realized that I was thinking about it wrong. And now, you know who I surround myself with most often? absolutely anybody I want because I read books that are written by people who have achieved great things. And I listen to podcasts hosted by people who motivate me and inspire me and challenge me. And I'm careful of the kind of uh, things I watch on TV. You know, the average American watches like something like four hours of TV a day. And those things influence you and they they are a factor in becoming the average of the people we're spending the most time with. And I kind of don't want to be the average of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know what I mean? Just saying. So if you want to create change in your life, you have to look at your inputs. Are they reflective of the kind of path that you want to be on? Nothing changes until you change. And your ability to change is significantly influenced by the people around you, what you consume in terms of information, obviously what you consume in terms of food, and profoundly influenced by our habits. 90% or more of our behavior is based on our habits. And our habits are influenced by the things and the people and the information around us. 
And as we go into the month of May, this episode will be airing at the end of April 2015, I want to help all of us, myself included, really focus on building the habits we need in order to become the people we want to be, right? It's not about, my goal here is not about buckling down for a 10-day detox or something, and I'm, I'm not really thrilled with the number of, you know, bikini blast challenges and things like that that are going on right now. That's not my jam. It's really not. I want to help you build your habits, right? And and my own too. I don't want to reinforce your frustration or your lack of belief in yourself by taking you through some kind of faster detox that you can't sustain, right? You feel really good for a week or so and then you're beating yourself up because you couldn't keep it going because it wasn't sustainable. I want you truly building habits that become the foundation of the transformation you're looking for and the transformation that you deserve, whether that's fat loss, whether that's energy, whether that's just your emotional relationship with food. That is why I'm here. That is where results truly come from, and that's what I want to focus on. I know from my own experience and from emails that I get from you all, that a lot of people feel stumped about where to start. I mean, yeah, the idea of creating new habits is great and everything, but where do you start? Which one do you work on? What's too small? What's going to have an impact? What's not going to have an impact? And there's a lot of information. Do you eat carbs or do you not eat carbs? Do you go paleo? What is paleo? Is low fat the right thing? What about gluten-free? Cardio or weight training or both or high-intensity interval training? And I would like to really keep it simple for everybody, including me. And I absolutely love the quote from Mark Twain that says something to the effect of, oh, here it is. The secret of getting ahead is to get started. And the secret of getting started is breaking down your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks and then starting on the first one. So we don't have to create this, you know, big landscape of all these changes and set out every day to do 25 things. I talk about that all the time, the power of simplicity and the power of doing just one thing. Now, each of us is going to have different needs as it relates to changing our habits and knowing where to start, where it's going to be the most impactful place to start, because it goes back to the 80-20 rule, right? The fact that 80% or more of our results come from 20% or fewer of our efforts. And so we want to change habits that are going to move the needle. We don't want to change habits that aren't going to move the needle. Like if you're a pretty active person and you set decide that you want to have a habit of getting 10,000 steps a day, well... Is that really going to move the needle for you? Maybe not as much as some other things. So there are a couple of powerful exercises that we can do to help us establish what habit we should work on. And they both come in the form of questions. So sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. You can do it now. You can do it later. And ask yourself, what habits do you currently have that are holding you back? Pick one of them 
and create one single strategy that can help you overcome it. So maybe you feel like watching TV for two hours every night is holding you back a little bit. And you decide that you are going to go from watching two hours of TV each night to an hour and a half. Nothing crazy, nothing groundbreaking. We're not talking about, you know, removing the TVs and saying no TV for a month or anything like that. But maybe you just say, I think that I could really make more progress if I didn't have that vacant time in front of the TV for two hours every single night. So I'm going to reduce it to 90 minutes. Or maybe you identify that drinking a lot of soda during the workday is really going to hold you back. And you're going to start by saying, I'm just not going to have any soda before noontime. Or maybe you find that you graze, right? You just kind of mindlessly munch on things and pick at different foods from the time you get home till the time you go to bed. And you decide... You're not going to say no snacking, nothing after dinner, but you're just going to have a 30-minute curfew, right? You're going to stop eating 30 minutes before a certain time that you've designated. So that's one way to go about it. Another powerful exercise is to sit down again with a piece of paper. You can do it now or you can make a note and do it later, but don't just think about it. Actually go through the exercise and define who you want to be. In a perfect world, describe everything. Describe your body. Describe your lifestyle, your finances. For example, maybe you say you live in financial abundance and you define what that means from dollars and cents. You're happy. You're in a fun, passionate, respectful relationship with someone who's your absolute best friend in the whole world. You have high energy. You're lean. You fuel your body for performance. You're mindful of what you eat. You're active. Once you've defined that person, ask yourself, what kind of habits would someone need to have to be that person? Define them very specifically. Maybe it's that, you know, this person probably is in the habit of getting up when their alarm goes off. They don't hit snooze 20 times in the morning. They're probably in the habit of eating a healthy breakfast, right? They probably emphasize whole foods more than processed foods. They probably adhere to a budget. They probably don't make excuses to not work out. They've really made that a priority in their life. And don't become overwhelmed by the list. The goal isn't to decide, well, now I'm going to make all those habits my habits. Pick one thing that where there's a difference between what you currently do and the ideal that you want to pursue and start to do just that. But that's the key word, start, right? Start to do just that. You have to do more than think about it. You need to take action. And I got stuck in this too. I would plan and I would say on this day, I'm going to start doing this thing. And then by this date, I am going to be in this size. And I would plan, 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 plan. I'll buy a new notebook. I would buy new workout clothes. And I wouldn't touch the notebook and I wouldn't touch the workout clothes because I was just in my head. Get out of your head, right? Get out of your head and start to take action. Another quote I love um, by John Ruskin says, what we think or what we know or what we believe is, in the end, of little consequence. The only thing of consequence is what we do. So what you think doesn't matter. What you know doesn't matter. What you believe doesn't matter. Only what you do. You have to do it. And you have to be consistent. And we aren't talking about a total overhaul here. So if you're already, the wheels are turning in your head of like, I have to do this and I don't know how because my kids aren't going to eat this and my husband's not on board with this. We're not talking about a total overhaul. We're talking about 
building one habit at a time, picking one thing and implementing it consistently, not just when it's easy, not just when you feel like it, not just when there isn't some better reason not to do it. Because if we get really honest, and this is something I do too, so I understand the resistance, I understand it can be a little bit of an ego shot sometimes, but if we want to get really honest, the reason that we aren't exactly where we want to be and the reason that we haven't achieved what we want to achieve is very likely because we keep quitting. We keep taking a break, throwing in the towel, saying tomorrow I'll do better, tomorrow I'm going to start, Monday is the day, the first of May is the day. What would happen? Where would you be right now or where could you be in six months if you just didn't quit? Right. And it's not I'm going to have to eat perfectly every single day for six months. No, I'm talking about just this one habit that you commit to. If you did it every single day without excuses, without exceptions, without considerations, where would you be? What are some habits that you can start to implement and then not make excuses? Do it every single day. Do it when it's easy. Do it when it's hard. Do it when you want to do it. Do it when you don't want to do it. It's just one thing and do it every single day, right? So here are some ideas of things that generally speaking tend to be big rocks, things that really move the needle as opposed to little things that might be a fine habit to have but aren't really going to move you down that spectrum towards your goals, towards where you want to be. One very powerful thing that often gets overlooked is tracking. And this is not just the activity of writing down what you eat, right? This is about paying attention to your body, paying attention to the way your body responds to food. Treating your body like something you really respect instead of just like a pit and instinctively indulging in any and all of your cravings and desires, right? Writing down what you eat, how much and when, but also how food makes you feel physically and emotionally and why you choose certain foods when. This seems like, oh, well, if I do that, I'll just keep eating whatever. No, because as your awareness increases, you'll realize, I'm not even hungry. Why am I doing this? Or I'm not even really enjoying this. Why am I still eating it, right? I've been full for the last 20 minutes, yet I'm continuously going back to the fridge to get one more bite. Why am I doing this? So the act of tracking brings awareness, and awareness helps change behavior. So tracking might be that one habit that you just commit to, and you do it whether you want to or you don't, whether it's easy, whether you have time, whether you don't have time, whether the kids are crazy, whether you've worked late, you do it every day. Another habit that maybe you work on is establishing, maybe for the first time, some boundaries when it comes to indulgences. And these boundaries are going to be different for every individual based on your starting point, right? So if you're somebody that indulges regularly, multiple times per day, right? You have the Chick-fil-A on the way to work. You, you know, a coworker brings in cookies and you have it. You get a snack out of the vending machine in the middle of the day. You have ice cream when you come home. Very normal. That was the way I lived for years. Maybe you decide your boundary is you can indulge, but you can indulge once per day. And that leads you to really become selective about what's worth it and what's not. Or maybe if you're somebody that doesn't indulge every day, but maybe more than you would like, you decide whatever you indulge in, however often, you're only going to do half, right? 
So if it's, you know, girls night where you do pizza and wine, you're going to eat half as much pizza and drink half as much wine as you normally would. Or maybe you're just going to get in the practice of leaving one bite. Whatever it is that you have, whether it's a candy bar or a donut or an ice cream cone, you're going to leave one bite just to build that habit of restraint. So everybody's boundaries are going to be different. For me, I wouldn't choose the one indulgence a day because that would be reverse progress for me. I don't normally have more than one indulgence a day, so that would be silly. But getting in the practice of eating half of what I want to eat or leaving one bite might be a great habit for me to build. And again, it's not doing the tracking and doing this. We're picking one thing and practicing it every single day. Another one, and this is one that I start most of my one-on-one clients with, and I've talked to you about it before, is fat loss breakfast. Whatever you eat for the rest of the day, committing, come hell or high water, when it's easy, when it's hard, whatever, you're going to have a fat loss breakfast. If you go into the carb cycle, I refer to the carb cycle a lot, early in the day, it can be so hard to get out of because remember, your blood sugar and your insulin are very low in the morning. So if we start our morning out with cereal or granola or pancakes or a bagel, we are going to spike our blood sugar and our insulin because it's that super sensitive time of the day because we've been fasting overnight. Now, what goes up must come down, and then the body senses this major shift in fuel and upregulates hunger and cravings in response to the crash. Plus, you get that quick energy surge after you eat, but then it's gone. And that's why it's so common for people to get super tired mid-morning and feel like they need to go back to bed at, you know, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, and they battle ravenous hunger and cravings before lunch, sometimes only an hour or two after breakfast. So don't set yourself up to have to white knuckle it. Don't set yourself up to need all this willpower early in the day just to make it through the morning. Build your breakfast around fat, protein, and veggies, and you will see that hunger and cravings really begin to resolve themselves. And I did an entire podcast episode on breakfast and breakfast ideas. It's Q&A 6. I'll link to it in the show notes, or you can just go to primalpotential.com and search breakfast, and it has a lot of different ideas and a lot of different recipes in that. Another habit that maybe you decide to build, and again, just to emphasize, we're not talking about doing all of these things, but picking one and doing it consistently every day, no matter what, is carbs at night or carb backloading. This is another very powerful one. If you are routinely doing pasta, rice, granola, french fries in the middle of the day, or even fruit as a regular snack, you're setting yourself up to go into that carb cycle that I just talked about. And when fat loss is your goal, and really even if hormonal balance and overall health and longevity is your goal, limiting those carbs to your dinnertime meal can be a major change, one that really triggers results. And my one-on-one coaching clients and uh, the folks in the Lean Potential Fat Loss Mastermind group see major, major benefits from this, not just in terms of fat loss, but in terms of uh, cravings and energy and mood and sleep and all sorts of powerful things. So Carb strategies are a very specific thing, and if you want to know more about carb strategies for fat loss to get some ideas about more of that type of habit that you can work to build one at a time, head over to primalpotential.com and check out the carbohydrate course because I teach the backloading strategy um, and several other carbohydrate strategies in a lot of detail 
And I think that that can just be really powerful for fat loss, taking one of those strategies at a time and really making them a habit. Another one that can help a lot of people is emphasizing cruciferous vegetables. This is one that I've been recommending a lot to the folks in Lean Potential. I look at their food tracking document and I see that they're struggling with hunger and they might be eating well in terms of fat and protein and even eating a lot of vegetables like salads or carrots and things like that. But they're missing out on the vegetables that really make a huge difference in our satiety or that feeling of fullness. So cruciferous vegetables are going to be things like cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. And maybe you decide your habit is to work these cruciferous vegetables into at least two of your three meals every single day. And this way, if you are not constantly feeling hungry, you're less tempted to snack or overindulge because you're just not hungry. You're not thinking about food. And these cruciferous vegetables, they actually Actually, they expand the walls of the stomach temporarily during the digestive process, and that suppresses release of the hormone ghrelin. And ghrelin is responsible for making us feel hungry. So they actually suppress that hormone so that our hunger doesn't return for a longer period of time. Another strategy that you might consider working to build as a habit is related to emotional eating and building in what I call a pause and questioning that behavior in emotional eating situations, working on breaking that instinct reaction behavior pattern where you have an impulse and you immediately indulge in it without considering what it is, where it's coming from, if it's a good idea, if there's another way to respond. And this, like all of these things, takes practice. And sometimes it just starts with, oh, I notice I'm craving chocolate. Just identify it. Hey, I really want to stop working on this project right now and go get a soda. Awareness. I'm. It's been a stressful day and I'm thinking about picking up pizza instead of just going from instinct to reaction, right? Then once you're familiar with the patterns, begin to question it. Why? What am I feeling? What do I really want or need here? Does eating really have anything to do with the problem or the solution? Building that habit is an incredibly impactful one, but it doesn't happen overnight. Remember, though, that weight loss or fat loss transformation behavior change is rarely about what we eat, but rather why we eat. So if emotional eating is one for you, then this might be a very impactful habit to work on building. The last one that I want to talk about, and there are a million others. These are just some ones that I know to be effective. They've been effective for me. They're effective for a lot of my clients. And this is another mindset one, and it's affirmations. Because as we established at the start of this episode, about 90% of what we do, our behaviors, they're based on our habits, our subconscious patterns of behavior based on what we believe. And I've said this before, but if I took 50 overweight people and asked them what they think about weight loss, chances are they'll talk about how it's hard, how their metabolism is broken, how they've failed a million times, how they just can't resist X, Y, and Z, how they get started, but they always go back to their old behaviors. They believe those things and they prove themselves right. And that's a big part of the reason that they haven't found success. So one habit that you might decide to establish for yourself and practice every single day without fail is to redefine 
the way you think about your relationship with food and create some affirmations that reflect what you want to be. Now, they shouldn't be in negative language. They shouldn't be restrictive like I never eat X, right? They should be positive and empowering. And I I have mine here and I've read them before and they're not all related to food, but let me skim through and share with you the ones that are. I eagerly fuel my body with healthy foods. I practice self-discipline and willpower, right? So think about things that you can word in the positive that reflect the kind of relationship you have with food. Like I face my emotions and I choose to be positive and grateful instead of numbing myself with food. Things like that, right? So create those affirmations and then say them aloud to yourself at least three times every single day. No matter what, whether you want to, whether you're feeling it, whether you're in the mood, you do it no matter what. Become aware of that self-defeating tape in your head, I can't, I don't want to, this is hard, I always fail, and begin to replace that negative tape with these positive affirmations. This was a huge part of my weight loss. I wasn't even aware of all the times I would tell myself, I just can't do it, I want to quit, this is hard, I hate this, it sucks, right? And I had to overcome that negative programming. And the only way to do that is by replacing it with positive affirmations. Now, as you do this, as you identify this one habit that you're going to build and you begin to practice it, obstacles are going to present themselves. And they usually come, these obstacles usually come in one of three categories, either as considerations, fears, or roadblocks. And considerations are going to be things like, Oh, I said I was going to walk today, but it's raining. Or I committed to a fat loss breakfast, but I'm going to this breakfast meeting and I'm pretty sure they're going to have my favorite donuts there. Fears are kind of what I talked about with that negative self-defeating tape in your head. I can't do it. I've failed so many times before. I've never been successful. You know, what if my spouse or my kids won't eat what I cook? And then roadblocks are just going to be life, circumstances, travel, eating out, meetings, running out of groceries, running late for work and forgetting the healthy meal that you packed. But in the face of those things, in the face of considerations, of fears, of roadblocks, you still have a choice. You always have a choice. So here's one thing to keep in mind for those of you who are parents. Do you only care for your child when it's convenient? Do you only care for your child when you have time or when you have energy? No, of course not, because you're committed to their well-being, so you take care of them all the time. If you have a job, do you only complete the project when it's easy, when everything kind of lines up and falls into place? Do you only show up for work when you feel like it? Do you only go to meetings when you don't have something more interesting to do or a better offer? Or if it's a project that you're excited about, no, you show up. You do the work whether you want to or not, whether it's easy or not, whether you're motivated or not, because it's worth it to you. What would your life look like? What would your body look like? And what would you feel like if you took the same approach to yourself? And I know it's hard, but it's a practice, a mentality that you choose. Will it be perfect? No. Does it need to be? No. But it gets easier when you are consistent. So be grateful when these opportunities present themselves, these roadblocks present themselves because it's a chance to practice. It's not a habit if you're only good at it when it's easy. So the difficult things that come up, they're a blessing in disguise because they're an opportunity for you to really establish this as a way of life. And you build momentum 
with continued practice. Why do you think that addicts count the number of days that they've been sober? Because there's power in momentum and power in building confidence that you can make it through another day. So maybe that's a strategy that you implement here, counting the number of days that you're consistent with the habit that you're building because it's a powerful reminder of how much effort you've put into it and how far you've come. And the last thing I want to say is that your attitude is a major part of the process, right? Stop being a drag. Stop focusing on why it's so hard because you can, you're, it's a choice. You can focus on why it's hard and why it's difficult and why it won't be easy and why there's a million reasons you shouldn't, or you can make a different choice and you can have a little perspective, right? You have the opportunity to change. No one is force feeding you. No one's shoving food down your throat. Life is never that bad because we're always, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, we're always in control of our attitude, our perspective, and our choices. So like I said at the top of the show, this episode is airing at the end of April. And in May, I am going to be hosting a free one a day to transform in May challenge. And what it is, is a daily commitment to just one habit. And I was talking to my sister on the phone the other day and I was explaining it to her. I was like, it's kind of like, I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, all that good stuff. And I said, it's kind of like Lent with flexibility (laughs) because you can pick your thing. And if you decide after a week that it's not really moving the needle, change to a different habit, right? You're not locked into it because you said so. Pay attention to your body. And if it doesn't feel like it's resonating, you have the flexibility to change something that'll be more impactful for you. But either way, you are picking one thing and you are going to do one thing, just one, not 21, just one thing every day to help move you in the direction of your goals. And then I'm going to be sharing my one thing every day on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to tell me and check in with me on what your one thing is every single day for the month of May. And of all the people that participate... I'm going to be doing weekly prizes for one person each week of my favorite things, right? So I recently got back from Paleo FX in Austin, and I've fallen in love with some different products, um, some all-natural skincare products, some bars, some chocolates, some different things, some coffee. And so every week of all the people that participate and go along with this One A Day in May challenge and uh, posting what they're committing to each day on a daily basis... I'm going to share with one person each week some of my favorite products, which I'm so excited about because I just fell in love with some stuff that I just cannot wait to share with you. So if you want the details about one a day to transform in May, you got to be on the Primal Potential VIP email list. It's super easy to get on it. Just go over to primalpotential.com. Right on the homepage, there's a box where you enter your name and email address, and I'm going to be sending all the info out through there. If you're listening to this in the middle of May, it is not too late. If you're listening to this in the last week of May, it is not too late. And if you're listening to this in two years, still, it's not too late for you to start identifying changes that you can make and get really, really consistent because consistency is what it takes for transformation, not perfection, okay? So we're just always moving down this spectrum 
towards progress, not perfection. So I'm excited for the challenge. I'm excited for all of you guys to commit to just one single thing every day that you're going to do when it's easy, when it's hard, when it's fun, when it's not, when you want to, when you don't, and we're going to do it together. So get on that VIP email list. And until next time, stay healthy. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.